tell me if I can give you permission. So I guess I have to do it. Oh, we, this is part of the. It says recording right now. So oh, there we go. go. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, it's technology behind the scenes is always really, really fascinating. So I always right. like to have these, these little bits at the beginning where we're trying to figure out the text. <laughs> I imagine your world, like my world, has become uh, synonymous with technology at the oh current Oh my moment. goodness. It has. It so has. Yeah, it's a huge change to go from seeing people face to face in a nice cozy room and all of a sudden you're in your house and your family's running around and you're, you know, uh, your daughter comes to the window and opens up and says hello to the people that you're talking to. <laughs> I don't think you can relate to that one so much. No, but I have different things. Middle school boys and a house of them. I, I'd love to hear what the sort of life with middle school boys during this time as a therapist is like. The first week it was um, grand crazy adventures. I think they were my oldest told me later he was just working out the isolation, but it was like every day, a new dangerous adventure. What so, do you mean? Like a dangerous adventure? I'm curious. Oh, um, let's see. I was trying to remember what the very first day was. It was really grand. Um, but the second day I came out to them racing down the hill in our backyard in a wheelbarrow. So one kid was pushing the other kid and they were taking turns and then dumping out at the bottom. Yes. The next day he made cream puffs from scratch in the kitchen. Uh, according to him, they were yucky. <laughs> the next day they built a seesaw out of a big limb and heavy twine. It's still operational. Then they use their whittling knives to carve out nice comfy seats on the log. Well thought of. Another day they went to the creek, found an old tire, rolled it up a couple lots, heaved it over our fence only for my husband to tell them they couldn't have it because we were pretty sure it was from someone else's actual yard. (laughs) So it's been, it's been some adventures. That's calmed down. We finally got to the bottom of what that was about. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds great on the whole. Like, yeah. Most but kids a, are sitting with, you know, their iPads or something right now, and you're building seesaws out of spare wood. Right. Except for, you know, my motto has been, let's not go to the emergency room right now. That's a fair motto. So moment. <laughs> let's not pick stuff that's super duper dangerous. Oh, yeah. They, they fill the wheelbarrow with water and use Ziploc bags to have water balloon fight. Gotcha. I mean, it's been creative. Okay. <laughs> Not all dangerous, but <laughs> entertaining nonetheless. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Golly. Um, I'm, you know, the cream puffs was probably okay. That one was probably on the podcast. Yeah, it was okay. It's just that I didn't know about it. There you go. You know. I imagine that happens a lot because, again, you're working from home and like, I'm in here yeah, doing my appointments. You can't have kids running in. So you just say you've been for yourself. Be good. Yeah. And I'll see you in three hours. On, exactly. <laughs> if the house is on fire, let me know. Right. Uh, right. Two boys left alone in the house for three, four hours. Yeah. Uh, the fact the house hasn't burned down, I think. Is I know thing. we're doing pretty good. On the whole. <laughs> How have y'all handled that? Them being away from more of a structured school-based program and we're really we're really organized internally so we just set up new rhythms and that's how we roll as a family so we just adjusted 
and implemented new structures and we're still tweaking them. You know, some things are hard to learn in the online format. Oh yeah. And so, you know, some things are requiring more parent involvement and other things are just rolling. It's interesting. I've seen new perspective on my kids. I bet a lot of people have, but I watched my son the other day extract all this information from the web and write a speech for a presentation in a manner of minutes. And it was witty and amusing. <laughs> and I didn't know he had that skill. Nice. So like that. sometimes you find out new little things because you're all living life in this little tight space. And yeah, right. You know, uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot I want to comment on. I think I want to, I want to jump to the, something big that you said there. Just sort of like you have set up these new sort of internal systems that are going right. on within the yeah. family. Yeah. I think that's like people's biggest struggle right now. It is. They're used to, all of us are used to a much more controlled life, a much more organized life. You know, kids go off to school or right. daycare or right. um, we go off to work. We don't have to see them. Uh, yeah. Get some space. Get some space. <laughs> uh, be a fully functioning human being. Um, and now all of a sudden, like all those little sort of boundaries that we put up in our lives, um, and organizational boundaries, not necessarily relational boundaries, but they're, well, they've eroded and we're doing something completely new the vast majority of them. Right. Right. It's really true. It's really true. And not to mention that there's kind of two groups of people, right? There's the group of people who can create internal structure and external structure because they lean toward that. And then there's the group of people that depend on someone else to do that for them because that's how their like life works best. And so they're having a really hard struggle right now because they're left to figure a lot of things out. I, I mean, I've even read some articles about employers really, really being distressed to, because they didn't know what their employees were doing because their ability to monitor them has significantly gone down. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense right there. There's there's you're almost describing this fine line between okay, I want to know what my employees are doing versus anxiety. I have to know what my employees Yeah, are doing. or are they them. being productive? I think yeah. that was what the the article was talking about, you know, being concerned about if their staff was being productive. In my mind I was thinking we're in a pandemic. We yeah. now have three jobs that we have to do simultaneously all the time Yep. when we used to just do one at a time. Yes. We could, so, we could at least put all of our energy into one thing at once. Right. Right. And it's right. We've always been juggling the two or three things, but not simultaneously. Time, yeah. Right. <laughs> like uh, this is, this is a type of prioritization that a lot of people can't handle at the moment. Right. Right. Um, I think one thing we had previously was a lot of control of our lives or at least like a good chunk of control. I'm not gonna say it was perfectly controlled, but definitely a lot more. And now, especially for the disorganized minded, yep. uh, especially for the people that are more dependent in personality, mm -hmm. I feel like they are falling to pieces. They've mm -hmm. lost any sort of, okay, what, what do I do now? What should I do? How do right. I go do it? How do I manage this? Right. Right. Like, Every day, it's just a bunch of little fires. Right. And they go to sleep and they get up and there's just more fires. Right. 
And a lot of people's jobs are evolving or they've lost their jobs. So, you know, what they used to count on as a constant isn't a constant anymore. And what you used to know how to do, maybe in your sleep, you are learning how to do a completely new way if you get to. Right. And there's even the other piece of this, the existential anxiety. Right. I went out to, just a few minutes ago, I went out to the grocery store. We have a small sort of independent grocery store by our house, which is really nice. Um, so it's not sold out of everything. It's actually really well stocked. But just walking in there, everyone that was working had masks. Everyone that was working had gloves. And I just sat there and I said, I'm the only one not protected right now. Yeah. That was a very weird feeling where I was running into, this isn't just something that's out there. This is really, really happening. Yeah. Everywhere it's I went. changing the way we live. Exactly. And so many people have had personal contact with it. Yeah. Um, I've known or, couple, and many more will. Yes. I've known a couple people already who have, uh, who have received the diagnosis. Mm. Um, so far, they've been fine from what I can tell, but a matter of time. Right. right. So you're managing your new, now uh, three at one jobs, right? Yeah. Three. Right. And you're sitting here with this existential anxiety of what if someone I love gets sick or right. I love is sick. Right. What if I get sick. And I've also heard a lot of people talking about, you know, when will it be over? Yeah. So then there becomes this natural angst of like, I can't move on until I know when it will be over, but none of us know when that is. So we assign value to somebody that we think is the right authority. And the truth is the people that are legitimately good authorities on this, the CDC being a great example, they're like, guys, we, we don't know. They don't know either. Yeah, yeah. Like we've got a lot of speculation here and we're not ready right. to answer anything. But the people right. that say things are typically the ones that don't have the authority. Right. So, um, it's a very difficult thing in a sense. Yeah. So like, I, I, I guess as I even think about it as for myself, I think about it for other people looking at how do the dependent type, how do the people that are just 24 seven chaos right now, how do they get anything done? You're describing that you have this sort of like internal systems within the family and structures. And mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd love if you could share sort of some of those on your sort of personal end, as well as also just the practical end from your experience as well. Yeah. So you want to talk about the dependent type first, like things they could do? Uh, I mean, I can say start wherever, but yeah, let's, uh, (laughs) I I think that'll be a great place to start. So at least then uh, my personality will feel a little bit more well. (laughs) I mean, I think they, you have to break it down into bite-sized bits, right? It's the overwhelm is the problem. It's not that they can't make difference and change and improve things. And sometimes, you know, for some people, like let's say ADHD folks, I mean, their special sauce is that they see the world a different way and they can bend and flex into it. And in times like this, that's really great. Now, structure and order might be a lot more difficult, but if you can take something big and break it into a small space, look at one little part of your house at a time and say, how could this work better? Could I make it more orderly? And can I use my special adaptive thinking ways to look at this space? That sounds really very, if you're like you're saying independently minded, that sounds like it is 
all up your alley. You yeah. know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. things where this is so perfect. This is, this fits like a glove. I can stare at everything and go, this can be optimized. This can be optimized. This can be optimized. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that brain. And I think right. a lot of people right now are discovering that they don't have that brain. Right. That's a, right. another huge part of this is right. people are going to learn whether they're an independent or a dependent person very, very quickly. Sure. Right. Sure. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for the dependent people, it seems like that's going to be a lot harder skill. Yeah, well, that's, but even they may be able to do more than they think they can do is my point. My point okay. is sometimes we don't know what we can do because we complicate it. Mm. We complicate it by being overwhelmed. You know, you literally almost have to do a mental block on all the rest of the stuff. Mm. I just got to make this one little paper pile better. <laughs> Nothing else exists to me right now, but this one little paper pile. And sometimes one of the ways you figure out what you might want to move toward is like, what's bugging you the worst. So, you yeah, know, yeah, like let the fires lead the way. <laughs> if it's on fire, it's a good time to start paying attention to it mm. and see what you can do about it. You know, maybe, maybe they're not going to make as much progress as somebody else who didn't have their struggle would, but that doesn't mean that they can't make progress. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm following with you on that one, right? Like I'm thinking about the people that can just take little tasks. Yeah. And little. be overwhelmed and you can hit pause for just a second and go, all right, you know what? I'm going to get these dishes done in a much more organized way. Yeah, or just get them done, period. Yeah, right. I'm Somebody. just going to make the kitchen. I'm not changing the kitchen. I'm just going to make this one little pile of dishes go away. And then I'm going to stand next to the clean counter and take a deep breath. And I wonder if that's been a general response for people as they've sort of, uh, you know, that sense of control has yeah. eroded. Yeah. And it's just been like a, well, I can't control all these other parts. So I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm not. Yeah. Well, there's definitely kind of like the two schools of thought, right? There's like the give up and just, you know, go into sort of a denial, go backwards. And then there's like the energizer bunny who runs faster and harder. Yeah. Yeah, and right. We see both of those happening out there in the world right now when people let you in behind the curtain, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's always an interesting place to be behind the curtain. Right. I, I think a lot of people are probably coming in a way, if you want to put it this way, behind their own curtain. Yeah, I think you're learning. This is a chance to learn how you deal with a crisis. Yeah, right. And, and to learn like what the emotional impact of that crisis is. And it seems like crisis is very revealing to the core yeah, of what is. a person is and, and yeah. who they are. And I'm not saying we're only who we are in a crisis. That's probably an overstatement, but there is definitely something there. about it, right? You know, societally, we've all lost something really big yeah. or some things that were really big. We've lost our sense of personal independence. We've lost our ability to go and maneuver through our lives. We've lost our ability to execute things that maybe we did all the time. We've lost so many things. Um, and that's starting to take its toll on us. So for some people, when they lose that much and it hits them emotionally, they, you know, they kind of freeze or freak out. Yeah, no, that's a very well, like, I, I like, you're almost painting this guy's, there's a grief. That's going yeah, on. absolutely. 
absolutely. It's not a traditional grief, you know, uh, necessarily. Uh, for some, it might be a more traditional grief. But for the most part, it's a non-traditional grief. It's right. A, a lot of it's a social grieving. Mm-hmm. That's a very strange type of grieving to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and know, a, go ahead. some people, you know, have like get a lot of joy out of interacting with others. And so they're really struggling with the lack of connection that they can attain with other people. Yeah. Right. Person to person. Uh, right. I, I jokingly heard someone say, make sure you check on your extroverted friends. Yeah. And, uh, I laughed very hard at that. Uh, Cause they are suffering right now. I imagine this is the, the worst version of, of life they've imagined at the moment. Yeah. Like they can't talk to people in, in a traditional sense and go yeah. out and do things. So right. I, it, maybe there's an idea of an extrovert survival guide. Yeah. <laughs> I really got to think of that a little bit. Uh, We'll come back. We'll circle back to that idea. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, but I, again, I kept. I, I, I want to look at. We, we, we sort of rabbit hole as we're looking at some of these more practical things that you're doing personally. That oh, yeah. you think that other people could be doing, or, or just types of things that you see professionally that people could be doing to help sort of like. I'm not going to say regain control, but maybe mitigate. Right? Yeah. Decide what yeah. is worth letting go of versus, well, hey, this needs to be here. And then how right. do you force that to, in a right. practical sense? I think pacing yourself is so big, right? We talked about managing overwhelm, but I think pacing yourself too, realizing like, all right, have you, are you a news junkie and you got to get it under control because this is not the time to be a news junkie. <laughs> yes. I mean, figure out what your um, designated news allotment's going to be and pace yourself through that so that you don't constantly stay on the anxiety train. I've set up uh, two a day is my rule of thumb. When yeah. I get up, I'm a news person in the morning. So when I mm-hmm. get up after I've had some coffee or something, I will look at the news and see, all right, where are we at? What's the big deal? Then at the yeah. end of the day, usually not right before I go to sleep, but after dinner, I'll check in to make sure there is any sort of big speech or anything I need to be able to Right. That's for me where the cycle goes. It's about 10 minutes each. So Yes. Yeah. That that works for me. I'm not saying that's everybody. Maybe right. they're once a day. Maybe they're like, a, I just need Every to- three days. I've heard a good yeah. bit of people saying they can't mm-hmm. handle it. You know? Exactly. And um, you got it. And that's wise, right? Like know yourself. Know yourself well enough to know if you can't handle it, then you got to slow it down. But you also don't want to be totally ignorant at a time like this because things are changing pretty quickly. Uh, so, you know, you just need to think about a, how do you get the information that you need? Yes. And, and at a level and frequency that you can handle. Absolutely. If Absolutely. You can dive really far into this, particularly if you go internationally, it gets bigger and bigger. Right. It's not just focusing locally. It gets bigger right. and bigger. Right. Yeah. So there's so, something to be said about that. There is. And I think it's also, I mean, we don't want to pretend like a bunch of people haven't lost vocational things. You know, there's like people out of work right now, which we hope is really, really temporary, but there's going to be shifts in our economy and that's difficult to deal with. If for, if that's you and you're listening, you know, what we really want to encourage you to do is um, don't despair or give up, but remember that you have skills that might be shiftable. So one way, you know, you can take back some of, um, some control in your life is to say, like kind of do a talent inventory. What else can I do? Yeah. Um, I used to do this. I used to care about this. I used to be skilled at this because jobs are opening in our economy. They're just not the same kind as they used to be. 
Absolutely. And there's not the same quantity of them. So just doing a talent inventory, you know, might be really helpful. Um, like leaning into your personal strengths, whatever those are. I think it's a, it's a really, really good idea right now. Um, I think for so many people, this has caught them just completely off guard. So they haven't said, okay, now what? Right. It's right. just been, well, we got to wait to see what happens, but truth is right. we don't know. But if your bank account's telling you that you can't wait any longer, then you might want to get, really, get looking. Really on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very quickly. Right. I mean, we all have various levels of preparedness that we are at with these yes. things. So that's, it just becomes very important. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk some about acceptance too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can spend a lot of unnecessary energy railing against things that are happening to us rather than accepting them at least for as, as a temporary state. Mm. So is the temporary state, you know, the end of April is the temporary state part of May. We don't really know right now, but until we find out if we can just kind of spend our energies on, okay, this is the way it is right now. Yeah. Like I don't need to fight against it. I don't have to be mad about it. I don't need to like ask every existential, terrible, hard question and rail against that too. That's like unnecessary energy. Mm. So shift that energy back to I mean, you can give yourself a little bit of time to be mad. You can give yourself a little bit of time. I mean, you can give yourself a little bit of time on these things. We're not pretending like what's happening inside your world isn't really significant or important, but we don't want to spend that energy that we don't need to spend. No, I, I love that. And I think there's a good number of people that need to hear the baseline message of it is okay to feel a bit of this. Take some time to be mad. Take some time right. to be scared. Take some time to be anxious. Right. But don't let that time rule you. Right. It sounds like a lot of what you're saying is carve out that time, be somewhat intentional. Right. Take 20, 30 minutes, right. whatever it is, and just stare into the void, <laughs> right. as it were. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something. Or in this case, yeah. stay inside and do something. But the right. same mentalities work, right? <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to look at what's going on in my house. What's the best way to manage the things that are going on? put that through a system to decide, okay, is this helpful? Is this not helpful? Is it taking up too much time and energy? Right. Yeah. And then finding new ways to, to handle that. Right. And you know, someone said it to me recently about something else, but it's the slogan that's stuck in my head. It's keep it moving. Then. Yeah. Okay. It's so we, we're moving yeah. through that rather than getting stuck or losing energy and time. So we want you to be aware of energy and time. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the, if I was going to boil down, what could I give to somebody very, very quickly to help them move forward? I'd say be conscious and aware of your energy levels and object in motion and stay in yep. motion and object yep. at rest and stay at rest and yep. time. The sun is going to be going down soon. You know, right. dinner has got to be on the table soon. <laughs> You're right. going to eat at some point. Right. Right. You're going to sleep at some point. So what has to be accomplished between now and then? Right. And those incredibly pressing question. So if every time someone zones into their anxiety uh, spiral, right. focus back on energy and time, that could be a really useful tool. It could be. It could be. And, you know, I think the people who are working are working crazy extra hours and everything's a little bit harder. And the people who aren't working are really, really struggling with the emptiness. So yeah. we've got these two polarizations going on and nobody got a vote. 
Bingo. Bingo. I imagine the, a lot of people who are facing the particular boring side of it is kind of what I want to call that. You know, yeah. thinking of high right. school students right. that maybe were involved with athletics or something like that. And right. now all their athletics are, are over. Their classes online, so they're not seeing their friends really. Yeah. And they're able to get their online work done usually fairly quickly. They're faced with just tons and tons and tons of time. Absolutely. And Boredom. there's this weird, <laughs> yeah, right. There's this weird sort of, I think guilt in a way that comes with excessive boredom. Yes. After this much time, you go, well, I have this much time. I should be doing something. Right. I should, I should have X or I, I should be able to pick up the skill or something. Right. But right. There's, and, and then yeah. we have to manage resources in the middle of that, right? We have to manage like the actual stuff yeah. that we have and we have to manage like, you know, we don't know exactly when we'll be able to get more. Yeah, so, right the idea of just blowing through things to pass time isn't really okay right now. Yeah. Right. It's just, okay. I just, I'm just going to keep spending money to do this. It's like, Hey, well, money could be a limited resource. Right. So we have right. to be aware of that. Right. So right. I, I, I'm with you. I think the people that are working have been turned up to 10, turned up to 11 as far as yep. pressure and, and right. job demands and market demands, I suppose. The people who are not working are left with this, huge chunk of time where the people around them that would normally tell them what to do are not there to do that. Yes. And so you're self-motivated are moving forward with way more than they can handle. Yep. And you're not self-motivated are just struggling. Yeah. In a, in a yeah. very strange type of way. Right. Right. And you know, we didn't talk about this yet, but I mean, if you've already got pre-existing mental health conditions, these are rough times because they're rough times for everybody, but you're going to have a magnification factor that's going on when things are this hard everywhere. It's one of those times that I really want someone to be aware of mental health issues in their family. Yes. They've ever thought, right? Well, I have relatives who fought depression. Right. This could be a great time for you to discover. I think I fight depression too. Yeah. Yeah. Again, taking a moment, pausing, looking inside, because we do want you to look inside. We do care about what's going on inside. We just don't want you to fall into quicksand. Right. If you can help it. I mean, if yeah. you're predisposed towards really hard things, then the quicksand's going to be coming for you. Yes, absolutely. And, and we're here to help. We're still offering strategies. We're doing this online. So are many other people. There's still resources out there. Um, you're not fighting this all alone. That's one of the benefits of our job is we can still be with people in a very real situation in a very intimate part of their lives in their own house. Yeah, and that's see, right. You know the, the the rooms and the environments that are taking them into that quicksand. Right. And right. Even help go. All right. Listen, we, we have to find ways to leave this room in this environment to get energy going. That's right. That's right. Or, or to go. It really looks like when you're here, I'm seeing a lot more depression symptoms. Yeah. That you might be depressed. Yeah. So there's, there's this really wonderful insight that I think telehealth can have right now that a traditional uh, counseling office might not have. Yeah. And it's interesting. One of them, the other therapists on our team commented to me yesterday, you know, now people can already be in their most comforting environments when like we're that. doing counseling. And I thought that was really cool. And yeah. I've had that happen a couple of times, you know, have people being able to use their therapy dog um, in the room with them, you know, like, yeah there's some cool stuff that's happening right now that we weren't able to do before. So 
yeah, you kind of have to look for the bright side there. Yeah, I, I I really love that. I love the idea of like you're in your most comfortable environment. Thank you yeah. for inviting me in. And yeah, the fact that you want to invite me in it says so much about this trust, and right? The willingness to accept, right? It's it's a really amazing thing. It really is. I it really is. Considered it that way. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess as we're sort of circling around to the end of our conversation today, I guess I, I want to leave and and have you sort of send us off with very practical tips, things that we can take with us today. Um, whether we're extroverted, introverted, you know, whether we're self-motivated or not so self-motivated, I, I would love any sort of like insights or bits that you have that help us sort of regain some sense of control. Yeah. I think um, if you're overwhelmed with your lack of control, remember that there are small things that you can control. No matter what your gifts or struggles are, there's something that you can, you know, you can control that you got a shower. You can control that you put on clothes. You can control um, maybe some parts of the flow of your house, depending on the age of your family members. You know, there's like a lot of variables. If you start to see all the variables as something you're in charge of, then you will start to feel like we've gone from, you know, having no control and then, you know, be thankful, look for the good in our circumstances right now. Uh, a lot of us are getting more family time and different kinds of family time and we're getting a chance to slow down. I personally love not having to get up so early. That's a win. <laughs> I like not driving. So yeah. So there's some like fun little discoveries if we can, you know, if you're able to still work, even if you're working differently, even if you're working more hours, there's something to really be grateful for in that because that's definitely not everybody's story. Um, looking for ways that you can maybe serve others, you know, and like take back some of that sense of powerlessness and lack of control because you help help another person. So. Yeah. Just changing our vantage and like putting less emphasis on what's not and what we don't have and asking the question, what do I have? What can I do? What is there to be grateful for? So switching out of the negative, switching toward the positive in practical ways. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a very, very good um, way to sort of uh, summarize what we've sort of brought here today. Thanks. Um, I think that's a, that's a really good start. I think it's a difficult discipline to build for some. For others, this will be the, you know, very Easy natural. peasy. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like I can pause and I can, right. and I can move forward. Um, people that are navel gazers, not yes. so easy. Not yes, so easy. So absolutely. I think I, the only thing I'd, I'd even add to this is compassion for yourself. If you move oh, forward. so much. Right. I, I think that's one of the most difficult parts for a lot of people in this is... I should be doing more. I should be spending this with my family. And I, I, there's a lot of should mentality that comes in. And I so understand that. And, or if you're doing nothing, even like I should go out and yeah. learn a new skill. I should go out and, and this stuff is very difficult. Like yeah. you're saying, we didn't plan on any of this. We got no. no choice. There was no vote. There was no, hey, what's your preference? It was here it is. Boom. Right. So I, I think for some Yeah, be people, gracious to yourself. Yeah, for some people, particularly those who have depression sort of sitting yes. with them right now, extra spoonfuls of compassion. Yeah. You probably won't get to what you want to get to today, and that's okay. Right. There and and reach out. Reach out. Ask for help. You know, reach out to friends, family members, therapists. Like, there's people out there who are ready to help you. Bingo. Uh, that is why we're here. Quite that's why right. we're here, literally. Um, Jennifer, I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on the call. You're welcome. Um, 
uh, I guess anything you want to say again before we sort of finish up and wrap up for the day? No, we just want to encourage you that um, though, you know, there's a lot more isolation in our world right now, there are ways that people like us are looking to connect with you in your hard places. And that's something we want you to remember. That's very good. I love it. Thanks for joining me today, Jane. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.